Do you ever find yourself confused when it comes to health and fitness? Have you been searching relentlessly on the most effective ways to achieve your fitness-related goals, only to find yourself even more frustrated? Well, we've got you covered. It's time to learn from the best, shorten your learning curve, and truly understand how to achieve your goals without spinning your wheels and wasting precious time. Welcome to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. Welcome back to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast. My name is Brett Jones. No, I'm just kidding. My name is Mike Perry, and I'm here with Brett Jones, as always. And uh, we're going to talk about some cool stuff today, aren't we, Brett? Very cool stuff. Meticulously researched uh, hours of preparation went into this podcast because you know where we are in the year. It is the new new year. And what I mean by that is it is the end of summer, the beginning of the school year. And, you know, summer for parents becomes this, it's hard to get things done (laughs) because there's vacations to get done. There's work around the house. There's kids to manage. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on during the summer that really takes you out of your routine. It's a really different two or three months. And then you look forward to the start of the school year and being able to get back into a little bit more of your, your regular routine. So in my opinion, this is kind of like the new new year. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, we've even seen sort of a change in, in our gym, you know, back when we started 11 years ago, it was literally the new year. It was January, not right, you know, January 1st, but usually within the first week of January, that's where you get, you know, people talking about their new year's resolutions and blah, blah, blah. Right. We still get a little bit of that, but now it's, it's, uh, it's September. It's, it's literally right, right now, this time of the year, the end of August, first week of September. Um, you know, we always have a decent flow of like leads. Uh, we've gotten like 15, just randomly, no marketing, just people reaching out, wanting to, you know, start something up. So clearly this is, uh, a time of year in which a lot of people are looking at it's a transition time, right? It's a time to go, like you said, from, from summer, which for a lot of people is not the most structured time. Um, maybe, you know, some kids are, and some kids aren't, but there's just a little bit more flexibility in the schedule. Um, not as much routine. There's not as much responsibility for the kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, pump the brakes. Now we're going to go back into a routine, which means we got to get you out of the house, but you know, parents, look, if you have kids that are, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, they are out of your hair for eight hours. So you have a big chunk of your day back, which for a lot of people is, you know, an optimal time to take care of themselves. And, uh, and, uh, it's a good thing when the kids go back because they need it. And also the parents need it. And that's why I think we're seeing a big uptick in, in older people, not old people, but just adults in general wanting to train at this time of year, because it's almost like, Hey, we've spent the summer catering to the kids. And now we're going to spend the fall, not the fall, but now it's going to be time to switch gears and and take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully knowing that exercise is one of the most powerful tools we have for stress, for lifestyle modifications, for metabolic health, for uh, just, well, name something. Exercise is probably good for it. Um, You know, it, it, exercise is one of those things that, it looks and maybe feels like it's a self-service situation where, 
you know, well, I'm just going to start jogging or I'll, I'll go back to doing routine X or, you know, I'll just, I'll do this by myself. And can people be successful like that? hundred percent. There were no kettlebell coaches when I got my first kettlebell. Um, I, I figured it out. Um, I had some movement skill and the ability to do some things and I figured out kettlebell training, say now I pretty quickly went and got certified and started down this path of, of my life. So can you go self-service and be successful? Sure. That, that can happen. Uh, but anybody that's done their taxes by themselves figures out pretty quick. This is a lot easier if I pay an accountant to do this, especially if you have a mix of, in, of income streams. So we, we very quickly trust a doctor, trust an accountant, go to a mechanic. Like, you know, we, we, we access professionals to help us and, you know, personal training and the fitness industry, uh, that's a hurdle that we need to get past because people think they can do it themselves. And sometimes you can, but even if, even if you, uh, just consult the GPS system to make sure you know where you're going and then turn it off. You still consulted the GPS system to know where you're going. I think fitness should be like that for a lot of people and especially the way we approach it. Uh, and we're, we're going to get deeper into that, but you know, and I, you see people all the time that come into your gym who have tried to do it by themselves and then decide to, to join the gym. So I, I think that uh, accepting that little bit of help, um, I get people that do online training with me for two or three months and then they're good. They check in with me every six to eight, 12 weeks to get a little program adjustment. Awesome. That's, that's, that's a really good thing to do. But if you're thinking about starting that fitness program, think about the fact that, uh, you don't want this to be like doing your taxes. Um, uh, you want to get the help up front and make sure you get started in the right direction. Absolutely. And, um, <clears throat> You know, with that being said, I, I think it's important to to be honest with yourself um, when it's time to make that jump and joining a gym or, you know, whatever, working with a, a personal trainer, because, um, you know, in your gut, right, what is going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. Um, you know what the ideal situation is to, to hold you accountable and to make sure that you show up um, and, you know, if you also know the options in which if you're not held accountable, right. Um, you're, you're going to slip and you're going to drift and you're going to procrastinate. So I think it's before you decide sort of what you want to sign up, what service, I think you need to understand what your tendencies are. When I do consultations with people, I'm flat out straight with them. And, and I say, look, a lot of people pay for personal training because they know it's anywhere from 80 to hundred dollars a session and they don't want to waste that money. And that's one of the main reasons why they pay for personal training because they don't want to waste money. Right. And it's the $80 per session that keeps them coming back. And yes, there's other factors. It's, it's not purely financial, but, but that's a big part of it. Now look at someone that goes to a $20 a month gym. If they don't go, they don't care. So there's no reason they can, you know, there's no investment there. There's no reason for them to show up unless they're incredibly self-motivated, but um, that's a big part of it as well. So look, if you're the type of person that you've tried to go to the gym by yourself over and over and over again, and you failed for four to five years, don't start with that again, hire a coach, invest invest time in working with someone that has experience that will hold you accountable and that will teach you and educate you. 
Maybe it's going to be for a short period of time. Maybe it's going to be forever, but you have to know your tendencies and what's going to make you tick. Because if you don't, you're just lying to yourself and you're just going to be pissing money away. hundred percent, um, you know, and, and being realistic. And I, I work with people all the time where it's like, uh, you know, well, I'm going to train six days a week. Okay. So I, I understand that that's your goal, but let's talk about what happens when that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm trying to take these two classes and I've got to get the kids here this day and I got to do this this day. And so, I, but I do have these three days. Cool. Let's design a three day a week program where you you're in, the, you're in here three days a week, right after each other. Cause those are the three days you can commit to getting in here. You get an extra one in during the week, winter, winter, chicken dinner. So that, mm. uh, so I'm going to take a little sidestep here because as you go in and you start interviewing a gym and, or personal trainer, what do you want to see from that person? Um, what I want to see first, one of the first things I want to see is paperwork. If they're not, if they're not dot and I's crossing T's, making sure that paperwork's uh, taken care of, if they don't have a system in place and it looks like they're making it up on the fly, they probably are. And that's not a great start. You want to know that somebody has systems and processes in place. And part of that paperwork should be a very detailed medical injury and exercise history that gives a foundation for how you're going to move forward within that consultation uh, and with your program uh, in general. So, you know, some people may hear this and say, Brett thinks paperwork's important. Uh, and then they'll laugh if they know me because they know how bad I am at, at, uh, at paperwork, at certifications and everything. <clears throat> but uh, when it comes to working with, with students, you know, the first thing that happens is they get a packet that dots the I's, cross the T's, and gets that detailed history started. And so for me, that's step one. I, I want to walk in the door. I, I want to be greeted. I want, I want the people to be nice. I want the facility to be clean. Those are, those are givens. But once I say, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in getting started, that should kick off a standard operating procedure that begins the process. Systems. Systems matter, what? man. What? 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 Um, Can't just make it yeah. up all the time. It, it, you can for a little bit, but <laughs> let me tell you this: you'll never be able to scale it, and you'll never be able to grow a business if you're not organized and you don't have systems. Um, and and you know, on the idea of systems, um, you know, when it is time to eventually pull that trigger. Um, do your homework. And, and I think the first thing to do is the, the beauty of the internet is you can just, you can look at a gym, you can look at their social media and you can go down rabbit holes to find out as much information as you want. And, and the reason why I say, check out what they're doing at their gym, check out what their, their coaches do on social media. I'm not saying to be a creep and stalk people, but look, you, you have to know uh, what you're signing up for or potentially what you're signing up your son or daughter for. Um, you know, do you, do you know what you're, you're signing your kid up for? What happens if, you know, you, you sign your kid up for a coach and then, you know, you see on their social media, they're all, you know, doing a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff that's dangerous. And that's, you know, just not good. Like, do you want your kid around that coach? And I think it's important to, uh, um, to understand what you're signing yourself up for and, and what you're doing, because, um, everything can be looked up. And, uh, people do it all the time. They're going to, they're going to check out things all the time. I had someone come into the gym today and he's like, a oh, big fan of your podcast. It's like, you just never know who's listening. And, uh, 
um, I think it's important uh, to, to do your homework to see how people carry themselves. Uh, because if they're like that on social media, you know, they, they, they're probably going to be like that in, in person. And is that the, the person that you want spending time with, with your son or daughter? Um, and, and I would say just quickly on the flip side, coaches pay attention to what you're putting out there as well, because um, that is going to paint a picture. Um, and just make sure that the picture that you want painted is reflected via your actions on social media. 100%. I was just getting ready to hop in and say, this goes, this cuts both directions. So if you're a coach or a trainer or facility owner at, or a restaurant owner, I, I don't care what it is, and you're getting on and complaining about your uh, customers, I just lost interest in working with you. Because um, if you're willing to put that on social media, holy mackerel, what is happening behind the scenes? That is crazy. So the, and, and I, when I teach and I, I talk about presenting, you know, I, I talk about it, you're, you're on stage. And I, I know when I travel and I present, when I leave my hotel room in the morning till the time I close that door at night, I am on stage. I am a representative of Strong First or myself or FMS or Perform Better or, you know, whoever. And when I want, I want people to walk away thinking, yeah, like that, that was, you know, I might not like Brett that much, but boy, he was, he was a really good representative of, uh, of, of organization X. Um, we hear that a lot. And, yeah. It, it's a problem, but it's, uh, it, it's definitely that, um, you know, you, you're on stage and social media, you're on stage. I know you, if you want to vent, call a friend. <laughs> don't we've do never done media. that <laughs> we've never vented to each other about the 10 different things we have going on um so yeah you're on stage be careful with your social media presence and your customers and potential customers should be using that as a tool to get an idea of, of uh who you are what you offer and how you're going to represent yourself yeah and 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 throughout that process right as you start to do your research um certain gyms and environments are, are going to be uh, better for what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for sports performance, you're probably not going to go to Planet Fitness. Um, and if you're looking for 15 treadmills, don't come to my gym because it's not going to happen. So um, you just have to look at what you're trying to get out of it. And uh, and uh, again, just just do your research and to see where you're, you're getting yourself into because um, yes, could you find someone that does sports performance at a Planet Fitness? Yeah, but you're probably just better off going to a facility that has coaches that have worked in sports performance, um, and then go from there. But I, I think you know once you decide and you narrow down um, the the type of facilities that you're looking for, um, sit down and do a consultation. Um, if they and in my opinion, now this is as a business owner. In my opinion, if if they aren't willing to sit down for a half hour with you and just answer questions and just chat about options, et cetera, then you don't want to go there because to me, that's saying that we don't value the individuals that sign up. It's just saying we care about the financial interaction. And I understand that a lot of people are, everything has to be dollar bills and, and has to be super, super economical. But look, um, we take pride in what we do. So I'm always willing to spend a half hour with someone to educate them on how we do things to see if we're a good fit because um, it, it goes both ways. Um, I want to work with clients that want to be here. Um, and I think that's super important and, uh, and, and vice versa, right? It has to go both ways and you have to enjoy the individuals because um, signing up 
for a membership or a whole bunch of personal training sessions with someone that you don't mesh with can be really, really bad. It's almost like being in a bad relationship, seriously. Um, so just, just be aware, right? Just be aware of, of all of that because you just don't know. 100%, 100%. You, you got to have a first date and, and you gotta, you gotta just, uh, test the waters <laughs> and, and, Get an idea mm -hmm. of the culture of the gym. Get an idea mm -hmm. of how the the trainer or the or the professional uh, you know works, and uh, uh, and do you enjoy being with them? Like Greg Rose's mm -hmm. uh, beer test. You know, if I don't want to go have a beer with you, I'm not sure I want you working with me because it I, that's an hour of my life I'm not going to get back. <laughs> and so yeah. you know, de definitely want to enjoy. Uh, and then to capitalize on the idea of taking a history. Because I think this is something that um, um, is such a critical component. And there's so many times when I'm starting with a new student where I get deep into a history and they're like, oh, man, I hadn't thought about that in a while. Or I had forgotten about this. and Or, you know, uh, oh, yeah, this happened. All that stuff matters. Uh, the greatest predictor of future injury, previous injury. Um, so you, you, need to, you need to know these things. You need to know the medical history. If you walk in and I never ask you what medications you're taking and you're on a beta blocker and we're, we keep trying to push your heart rate into the you know zone five little intense interval training, that could go really, really bad. Mm -hmm. um, so you you want the person that you're going to start working with to have a, a set process for getting a detailed history out of you. And yes, it needs to be a complete medical history. Now, if you try to take a complete medical history on me, we're going to be sitting here for a little while. I've had 11 <laughs> different surgeries, two different cancers. I've, I've got, I got a lot of things that I've been through. Um, so it's going to take a little bit. I, it's, it's so frustrating to me or, or interesting. I won't say frustrating. Delete that. Uh, when I start working with somebody, I'm, I'm not like, okay, how many that, that would involve have... editing. I'm not going to edit. This. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just... I know, I know. Too I know. much time. Just hoping everybody would do the mental uh, delete. Uh, but you know, I'm like, how many surgeries have you had? And they're like, none. I'm like, how, <laughs> how have you gotten this far in life? And, and I'm happy for them. Like, I'm not saying everybody needs to run out and have a surgery, but you need that complete medical history. You need that complete injury history. And so I'll, I'll ask the questions in a form, but then I'll go back through and I'll go joint by joint. So if you ever had any injuries, treatment, anything at the ankles, no, anything at the knees, no, wait. Yeah, the, I was skiing and, and you know, the polar bear ran out to get me and I had to get away real quick and I tweaked my knee. Okay, cool. Good to know. Uh, but I go joint by joint and I go through it all. And then I ask about surgeries, fractures and car accidents because you can, I, I got an SC joint injury from a car accident, changes the path of my left military press. Um, that could mean head injuries. That could mean vestibular things. That could mean, you know, a lot of different things. And then I finish up with anything I haven't asked you about. Have you ever had any elective procedures? Because sometimes people get a, a, a surgery that is an elective procedure and they won't tell you about it because it's not a surgery to them. It's an elective procedure. So you got to filter these things. You got to be persistent. You got to ask all of these questions. Then I want to know about your exercise history. What, what sports did you do? What, uh, how did you train? What's tell me a time frame in your life where training was like optimal. You were so happy with everything that was happening. Tell me a time frame when things weren't so well, weren't so good from a training standpoint. Uh, what do you have access to? Like 
it needs to be a detailed, rich conversation to really uh, start to understand who's in front of me. And if the person you're going to start working with doesn't have the time to do that, I, I don't have the time to work with them. Yeah, it's and it's it's uh for some people it takes some convincing because I've had people come to me and say, um, so why do I have to pay for an evaluation? And so and and then it's a, it's a, and I love when they ask this because it gives me an opportunity um, to to one you know sort of um, educate them on the why um, you know not not in a you know not in a you know goodwill hunting how you like them apples way but just honestly like just explain to them, you know, this is why we do it. And, um, you know, I, uh, the thing that I want to sort of, sort of nail home on the evaluation standpoint is there's sort of two parts of the evaluation, or there should be two parts of the, the, the evaluation. There's the data portion, which is a movement screen. If you want to look at individual joints and that should be non sort of non-biased data. There's no emotion there. There's just input. There's just information right there. And then the second part is, you know, what you've done with your body over your lifetime and what you've asked of your body and how you've competed and how you live your life and, and what are the cumulative results of that right now? And that's just, that's your story, right? So we have the data and the data is the data. It doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. It's just data. But then we have to take that data and understand uh, through this this history, what got you to where you are today? And that is why it's important to sit down and have a conversation because just data alone is not going to give me as much uh, information needed to to really do a good job with helping someone out. 100%. Uh, Florence Kendall, famous uh, physical therapy uh, uh, professor, and, and she had a great saying, the mystery of the history. Yeah. And uh, you're and we've all the, the strength conditioning fitness professionals that are listening to this. We've all had the experience of getting about six months into working with somebody and then they reveal like something that happened to them in the past. That's a big deal. Hold, hold on. Wait a minute. Is I, this, are we going where we think we're going? We might be talking about the ostrich racing. Uh, oh, my gosh, uh, guys. Incident. This is um, this is an opportunity. I'm going to tell you right now. Go get some way to record this because this is a fantastic story. And uh, here's what you do. You take that story and then you tell it down the road, but just say that you did it and don't even include Brett. Highly recommend Correct. it. So make sure you get the details because this is fantastic. All right, here we go. So I'm working with somebody and they have a history of low back pain, cleared to exercise. And I start in and I, I ask, I do my detailed history. I ask about surgeries. I ask about injuries. You've never hurt your back. No, never hurt your back. No, never hurt your back. No. Okay. Well, about five or six months down the road, I'm like, you sure you never hurt your back? And he goes, well, there was this one time where I was, uh, the family, we were on safari in Africa. We go into this village and they're having ostrich races. They're looking for volunteers. My wife said, don't you dare. So I immediately ran down to volunteer and they walk him up the stepladder. If you've never been beside an ostrich, they're huge. So they walk him up the stepladder, they set him on the ostrich, and then you have to picture your best Wiley Coyote Acme Rocket moment where they take the blinders off of the ostrich and 
There goes the ostrich, and he is left hanging in midair and drops about six feet onto his butt and has about three compression fractures of his lumbar spine. They basically, you know, like strapping to a spine board and FedExing back to Pittsburgh uh, so that they can get, get him looked at. Uh, and he forgot this. I've gotten way more mileage out of the story than this gentleman ever did. Okay. So the ostrich racing story is a, is a great way to kind of break the ice on, on, uh, Hey, you might've forgotten something. Uh, cause if this guy can forget an ostrich racing incident, I'm pretty sure you might've forgotten something in your history. Okay. Uh, I've had a couple other people where, have you ever had any surgeries? No. And then, you know, five minutes later, we take shoes off so that we can, we can do something. Uh, and there's, I look down and it looks like somebody surgically implanted a golf ball into the big toe with this big scar on the foot. I'm like, thought you said you never had any surgeries. Oh yeah. That was, you know, 10 years ago and blah, 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 blah. Uh, another guy never had surgeries. Uh, um, I'm like, okay. So I sent him to a chiropractor for treatment Cairo has him take his shirt off so that they can get in some laser stuff and things like that. Guy's got a scar from a xiphoid process all the way past the uh, belly button, little detour around the belly button. And uh, the, my Cairo is like, what's that? It's like, oh, that exploratory surgery. They didn't find anything. And so the, my next session with him, I, I get him in the room and I'm like, um, I thought you said you never had any surgeries. So, well, it was just exploratory. I'm like, okay, let me, let's, let's look at this just a little bit. The they, a little bit here. <laughs> they filleted you like a fish. They opened you up. They rutted around in your innards and then they sewed you back up. Well, they didn't find anything like, okay. Did your back pain happen to start after you had that exploratory surgery? Yeah. That's why I asked because that gives me a lot of insight into things that we might want to take a look at because you've had a major surgery, even though it was exploratory, even though they didn't find anything, they opened you up. So these are things that, that should happen in that initial consultation. The mystery of the history is, is always something to look at. I do want to capitalize on, on that movement thing that you, that you talked about, you know, for us, it's the FMS screen. Uh, to take a look at how you're moving, find that restricted ankle before it's a problem. By the time we're coaching a squat, I'm not wondering if it's a movement issue. I've taken those off the table. Now I know I can drop my cues on the, on the, in the right uh, in the right direction. So this this is all just in getting started. Like we haven't done the first workout yet, and I know there's there's facilities you're going to go into where they want you to join in in the workout. They want you to leave and be sore and beat up and and think how effective that session was. I would rather know that somebody's interested in developing an individualized approach that is the best thing for me and taking those movement issues off the table up front and being able to move forward effectively. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think when you start to, to work with a gym or even with a trainer, um, uh, I want you to view this as an educational experience and, um, because one of the things that I really focus on with our with our coaches here and 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 I'm always trying to do is is talk about the educational process because look, you can come into any gym or go into any gym and there's there's gear everywhere. If if you have money, you can buy stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, what you're paying for with us is coaching because we're going to educate you on how 
to self-maintain your body, just like someone would teach you how to rotate tires or change oil, right? So we're going to teach you the necessary skills to hopefully do a better job at taking care of your musculoskeletal system. And that's one of our goals. It's not just to, to just take you through a workout and tell you to do things like, um, we want to educate you and we want to empower you. So you know how to make better decisions, um, with your health and fitness. And, uh, so it's, it's about, um, understanding what the long game is and look, you have one body. We're going to, our goal is to really teach you how to take care of it. Um, and yes, from a musculoskeletal standpoint, and then we can talk about nutrition and all the other things, but that is our job. Our job is to coach you and to teach you how to take care of your body. Right. And, and, and some of you we're going to spend a little bit of time with, and some of you we're going to spend a long time with, but, um, it is an educational process. And, uh, I encourage you to, again, that's why do you have to do your homework. If you're just looking for someone that's going to murder you, um, with a bunch of circuits, then, um, cool, fine. You can probably find that anywhere. Um, but it, you know, if you're looking for, uh, for someone that's going to, um, educate you and walk with you, you have to you spend your time to find that place. But I'm going to tell you, once you find that place, or once you find that individual, um, it can, it can be life-changing. I can't tell you how many people I've been fortunate enough to work with and spend 10, 11, 12, 13 years coaching. And, um, you know, a big part of it is simply because I cared and I was trying to do my, my, my the best job possible, but, um, you know, it's, um, it's an investment on both ends. And, uh, if you're working with a coach, you know, hopefully you're in and, uh, you, you, you do as asked of you and, and vice versa, right. Um, coaches, make sure you're doing a hell of a job, make sure you're caring, make sure you're, you're, you're doing your due diligence to provide the best product possible. And, and, and it's not that it's a product, but just, you know, you got to care and, and, uh, you got to care a lot and then do a really, really good job. And, um, I've met some amazing people through my job and that's pretty damn cool. Yep. Last thing uh, on both sides of the equation. Do not be afraid to ask why and do not be afraid to get asked why. Mm -hmm. If you are the consumer, it is absolutely your right to stand there and say, why are we doing this? <laughs> and from the coaching training standpoint, you should never be afraid to hear, why are we doing this? Because you should have an answer as to why we're doing X, whatever that is. Um, you know, it. I, I I don't care. You know, why are we doing this piece of the warm up? Well, we're trying to improve ankle mobility. Why are we doing this for a conditioning uh, drill? Well, we're targeting this energy system, and uh, this is going to. We need to rest long enough so that we we don't start getting into this other energy system. Like you, you should have a why. Why are we only doing five reps? And never be afraid of the why. Never be afraid to ask why. Um, a lot of those communication pieces, um, it, it it starts with asking that why question. And so consumers, ask it. Professionals, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. And uh, advice to anybody shopping around for a gym uh, or, or a trainer, like I said, um, if they're not willing to spend... A half hour with you to, to get to know you. And also if they don't do any type of intake process whatsoever, find another gym. I, I just run the other way, honestly, because, um, clearly, uh, they're not, they're not detail oriented and they don't care about, 
uh, helping individuals optimally. And maybe that's not their business model. But um, again, if, if they don't do any of that, find another place because there's plenty of places that do. Absolutely. And well, uh, uh, hey, let's let's get into the new new year. The new new year. So parents, have a drink tonight if it's the first day of school. Just one because, you know, you don't want it to interrupt your sleep patterns because uh, sleeping is very important. But um, anywho, uh, for those of you that are uh, that are headed back to school, um, parents, enjoy the first week. The kids are going to be exhausted. Kiddos, if you are listening to us, um, I know that we're awesome role models. No, just kidding. But uh, for those of you starting school, parents, students, athletes, um, hopefully, hopefully you guys found this, uh, this talk interesting. And uh, as always, we appreciate you guys. And um, we will see you on the next episode. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we're going to ask you for a favor. Please leave us some positive reviews. Be sure to subscribe and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. Thanks again for listening to the Minimum Effective Dose Podcast.